0: Hey everybody, it's the Arcuspeak Podcast, and we warned you that if you called 415-484-8496 that we might play what you had to say on the air. So this week, Jess Stafford from Modus Operandi in North Carolina gave us a call. Let's see what he had to say.
1: Hello? Hey guys, this is Jess Stafford with Modus Operandi Design and Big Time Small Firm on Google+. I wanted to take you up finally take you up on your invitation to call and let you know just how much I really enjoy uh listening to the Arca Speak podcast. Uh every episode I've I've listened to so far had its own individual degree of just you know relevance and familiarity and it's just a pleasure to listen to y'all's informal uh, conversational style and y'all have a really good chemistry that comes through on the episodes. Uh, you might hear the music in the background. I just got done listening to episode 18 and that really strikes a chord in a lot of ways being, I think, really in the same sort of generation of architects that you guys are in where, uh, during our education it was sort of a transition between doing things manually and drawing and going into the computer. So it's, it's gonna be really fun to watch how that, uh, you know, next generation of students comes out of school and, and gets, you know, into the profession without really having that intimate connection with sketching and, and the manual process of design. Anyway, thanks again guys. I'll see y'all online. Bye.
0: Thanks, Jess. You are absolutely right. That is definitely something that we're going to need to be paying attention to. And we would also love to know what everyone else has to think. You can call us at four one five four eight four eight four nine six. We would love to hear from you. And with that, let's get on with the show.
2: What did? How did? It, what did it feel like? You know, uh, how how could you tell that something was going wrong? What was it? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? What? Me? He died.
3: That's it, 2 o'clock in the morning, cut off Yeah, there you
2: are Yeah, there you are Oh, I don't know why Um, No, I moved the mic, but I don't know why I cut off We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time
0: Welcome to ArcaSpeak the podcast that dares to peek under the architectural kimono where we show you what it's really like working in the field of architecture. I'm Evan Troxell. Join Neil Pan, Cormac Phelan, and me as we talk about all things architecture. This week we have a special show where we kind of pick up where we left off on the last episode. So if you're listening for the first time, you might want to go back and listen to episode 18 first after we had kind of officially stopped recording we left the tape rolling and the conversation continued on and there was a couple of good things that came out of that and so we wanted to give that guys to you because we thought somebody might find this useful and so we recorded it as well and here it is it's episode 18 and a half and you can consider this an addendum to episode 18 uh you know how it is when we turn in a set of plans to the city it's always not quite done so same thing with episode 18 of the podcast it wasn't quite done so here is the final part But before we continue, I wanted to say thanks to everyone who became a friend of the show this week. This week, we had a $5 friend of the show, C.T. Home Design. We had a $10 friend of the show, Antonov Nikita. And we had two $20 friends of the shows. The first one is Brian McCracken. And you can find Brian on Twitter at B underscore Kraken. That's B underscore K-R-A-K-E-N. And we also had a $20 friend of the show, Michael Gray. And Michael can also be found on Twitter at at MSG Architecture. He's just starting out his firm. And uh, so go ahead and give him a follow and get him included in your conversations on Twitter as well. So thanks to all you who have donated this week. And thank you for becoming a friend of the show. We really appreciate it here at Arcuspeak. And thanks to all of you who continue to listen every week. We really appreciate it. We love having the conversations with you guys on Twitter and on Facebook. If you want to become a friend of the show, go to arkaspeakpodcast.com slash donate, where you can choose how much you want to donate. All right, I think that is it for the business of the show. Let's go ahead and rewind the tape. It's time for some Arcaspeak. You know, there was something I, I should have said I wanted to say. There, I have read this article on uh, Jerry Seinfeld, his productivity secret. Have you guys heard of this? Mm-mm. No. Um, he basically says, you know, you set up a calendar, uh, one of those giant wall calendars with the mm-hmm. whole year on it. And hang it on a wall that you see every day. And then you got a big red marker. And for every day that he does writing, you know, he's a stand-up comic. He's going to do writing. He says he gets to put a big red X on that day. hmm And after a few days you have a chain. You keep at it, the chain grows longer every single day, right? And and you like seeing that chain. Especially if you get it, you know, long enough where it's like, wow, I've I've accomplished something here. And and then he says, Your only job next is to not break the chain. Right, right. And that's that's like what, what we're talking about with, with sketching. You know, like I was saying, there's people who It's painful to watch them sketch, man. It's like chicken scratch, right? And you you just see this and you're like, oh, like, like, just, just drag the pen across the page and I'll feel so much better. (laughs) Um, But, but but that it, it, that's what it takes. It takes doing it. Right. Because there's a lot of people who see, like, I see this guy come in and he, and he's, and he's drawing and and it's just so fun to watch because he's good at it. Right. And and people think like, Oh that I can't get good at this. Like, you know, i I've, I use the mouse on the keyboard and I can do that. But but to me it's it's all about just doing it. Like your sketchbook is yours. It's not for it's not you're not showing it to other people.
2: It doesn't have to be the um you know, Da Vinci's codex. It <laughs> totally <laughs> you know. It just has to get the idea across.
0: Yeah, and and there it's just for you. I mean, and and someday you're going to have sketches that pe- – like Like in Bob's post, he was like, you know, people look at my sketches and say, that's a work of art. And he's like, that's going in the trash. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, what are you talking about? That was just to get me from this point to the next, you know, sliver of a point. And then I went to the next sliver of a point. And so it's all about the process. Right. Um, but you only get good at it if you're doing it all the time. So I think that's an interesting way to look at it. And that's right? what and I say. Because it's
2: true. And I mean, you know, because, like, people look at all the little, like, creature sketches and all that other stuff that I do. But then they look at, like, the architectural sketches and they're like, you you know, they're just as good or whatever. And, you know, I'm like, you know, all you got to do is just keep doing it. You know, when you're trying to flush out an idea, rather than trying to flush out that idea on the computer, flush it out by hand. You know, try... You know Try something different. Exactly. Yeah. You're gonna flip through, you know, the graphic standards and you're gonna look at, you know, some flashing detail or whatever. Just sketch it out. Sketch out what your you know, how you would use that piece of flashing or how you would do that, like, you know, weatherproofing and, and it may sound like a boring subject for a sketch, but it helps your mind process all of the parts and pieces that go into that wall you know, it takes you back to that, you know, and and I'm glad you guys said it because I I say it all the time. When you did it by hand, every line meant something. And nowadays, you know, they don't quite get, okay, so Revit says that this is a, you know, eight inch CMU wall with four inch airspace. It's got uh, two inches of insulation and it's got this, it's got that, you know, so it has all of these parts and pieces, but all it is to, you know, a Revit user is a wall type. You know, it's wall type A, wall type B, wall, you know, to me, it's, you know, this whole entire composite in that each of those lines actually means something so that if by some some chance it graphically, you know, kind of like gets muddled together, it... That to me tells me that there is going to be a problem or a question coming up. on What exactly it is that that wall is supposed to be doing? Because if you don't note the hell out of it, it's just going to be a bunch of you know inked lines. Um, and uh, yeah, so I always try to tell everybody: just draw, just sketch it out. Tell you know, I was like, I'm a visual learner. <laughs> show me, show me what you're saying. Act like I'm three. Exactly. I,
3: I had a couple of different professors. They happened to be married too, but uh, in at Cal Poly, and they would uh, always start the studio out, or at least at some point during the. Usually, sometimes in the middle, towards the end. Um, in fact, this one one professor, what she would do is during our studio time, she'd walk around, talk to everybody you know, about their ideas, what they're doing and and everything. And then she'd like disappear for a little while. She'd go down to the resource library and pull slides of, you know, things that were related or, you know, or in historic, she was also a history professor there. So she'd pull out historic slides and all kinds of stuff. And then like later in the day, she'd come back, set them all up and say, okay, everybody come on over here. And then she'd start showing us slides and, you know, like, okay, so-and-so has got this part, you know, is, is working on this and here's something similar or related or, you know, or, or that works within a theme or, or, you know, you're struggling with this. Well, here's something that, you know, maybe you can refer to or, or something. And it was really great. And, and on top of that, getting to our sketching uh, thing is she would stop at one point and she'd have a slide up there, and then she'd say, okay, um, this is a 30-second sketch. Go. And you had 30 seconds to put down whatever you could to try and represent what you were looking at. And at other times, she would go, okay, now this is a two-minute sketch. So spend two minutes. So you maybe add, you know, you can add more detail or or something. And and it wasn't like she would give us more time for a more complex, you know, image. It was like, no, she just you know pick at random cuz yeah. they wanted you to just sketch like we're talking sketch, right. sketch 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 all the time and that was her way to incorporate that in addition to our our lab work our studio work was here go see. I'm going to make you guys sketch because I'm going to make you sketch what's up here on on the slide and uh I always thought that was a great technique because it really, you know, if you if somebody says, okay, you got 30 seconds to get the essence of what here's, uh, you know, showing up on this slide, you get really fast at trying to, you know, just do a few lines here and there to just capture the image. It's kind of like if you draw a box, right? And if you draw just the corners of the box, it looks like a box. But if you draw just the inside and not the corners, it doesn't look like a box. Yeah. You know, it's that idea. Your mind is
0: filling in the gaps. Your
3: mind fills in the gaps. And it's like, okay, well, how do I capture just enough so that the mind can fill in the rest of the gaps to, you know, because I only have 30 seconds to get this down on paper. Yeah. You know, so I always thought that was, that was a great technique and and something that, you know, quite honestly, I got away from. I I don't do that anymore. So I I probably need to get back to it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, when
0: I was in, when I was in school, it was, it was. I always on my final presentations would have a series of images along the bottom that were sketches of what I had been through that quarter to get to the final answer that I was presenting that day. And I always felt, you know, there was a lot of people who didn't do that. And it was like just a personal rule of mine that I had to have process on the boards because if I didn't have process on the final boards, It was like, I could have just copied this from somebody. But this is proof. You know, it's like when you're doing math and you're in grade school, you've got to show your work. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So that the teacher knows that you actually understand the concept. And to me, it was the same thing. You've got to show your work. Because if you don't, then... Because how great is it during that final presentation to point back to where you were three weeks earlier and say well, when I was here, this is what I was thinking. And then it clicked, right? And everything kind of worked itself to the next level. And you get to kind of take the jury through that process. I thought, you know, that was always a winning scenario for me to be able to do that. Because even if if they didn't care for what you came up with in the end, because maybe it's not their aesthetic or they could have, of course, you could have solved it a different way. It was always like, it always made sense because you could take them through the process, and and I still do that to this day. Yeah, it's it's that important.
2: Well, my uh, my like little cut sheets for my you know um, projects for a portfolio, and if I do like a digital portfolio to send off to somebody, all of my sheets, you know, like if I'm just doing a one sheeter I have the you know concept sketches at the top. And then, if it's already built, then I'll show, like, you know, photographs of the built project with a explanation along inside of the project and, and everything else. Um, but, you know, if I, you know, on my expanded one, I'll show, like, a sheet that has, you know, like, process sketches, and then, you know, I'll show, like, elevations, and then I'll have process sketches below it, just, you know, kind of like what you were saying. And, and I, you know, because I think what I'm trying to convey to them is that I've got, you know, I have the ability if I was, you know, looking for a new job or whatever, I have the ability to actually be able to think through the project, you know, both, um, you know, CAD-wise or, you know, pencil-wise. And it always seems to, you know, kind of, it always stands out to them because they're like, oh yeah, you know, you're showing us the process. You, you're you showing us that, you know, one of the most integral parts of the
3: project is the process itself you're, well, you're using your grade yeah. school yeah. uh what you learned in grade school you're showing your work yeah. right so <laughs>
0: well and and you can do that
3: digitally too and oh yeah I, you know yeah. when i was teaching
0: it at, it's at, at cal poly it was always like you you know you guys you you need to be saving snapshots throughout the entire process so that you can show how you got to the final solution? Because there's so many times where, like I said before, it's just you just present the final solution, and and I think when people work digitally, especially you know now that we're working in Revit, there is no such thing as save as right. anymore. Right. But when I was when I, when I was work teaching Form Z and Archicad, it was always like save as. Right. Every, you decide how much you're willing to lose between saves. Right. Right. So if you save. Every fifteen minutes, well, if you're saving over the old file, all you have is the most recent file. But if you're save as, which is called now incremental saving, right? if you do incremental saving, you get to decide how much you're willing to lose. But the other side benefit to that is you've got a process. And so at the end, if you end up with a hundred different files, how it's it's pretty easy to go back and and do a snapshot from every one of those and say, "Okay, here's how I got from zero to to one, right? But so many people don't do that. Now it's just the central file. Right. 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 And it's, and all it is is a constantly changing file that you'll never be able to go back and say, you know, what did we do um, earlier on with this stare? Right. You know, well, I don't know. There's no way to get back to that point. All you can do is try to dig old prints out of the trash. Right. But if you've got save as, I mean, that's a huge thing. And I don't think enough people think like that.
2: Yeah, because I loved even, you know, even without doing like the save as, I would like do something.
0: Just screenshots yeah, or print it out or whatever. Or just
2: cop know? in that file, I would like copy a plan like a hundred times within that one file. And it'd be yeah, like, just here's concept over, right? A, concept B, concept C, you know, and then just, you know, here's what I did last week, here's what I did, you know, now. And sure, it made the file big, but at least I was able to go back and kind of see, oh, you know what, I really did actually like that stare. You know, and it worked better than you know the you know where I'm at now, or you know maybe that
3: one worked, and I kind of lost the essence of it, you know, kind of thing. And well, these are all these are all great tips. <laughs> this is good information.
0: So Neil, how how is it yeah. going with you? You know, you, you draw a lot by hand, but you you're trying to learn Vectorworks. How's that going?
3: Not very well. You know, good and bad. Um, let me put it to you this way: the firm I'm consulting with, they use Vectorworks but they use Vectorworks, uh, they kind of, they've been using it since Minicad. Yeah. And, um, you know, so Minicad you know, was a, a more of a basic program, didn't have 3D, and you know, Vectorworks has evolved. And yeah, I think you said that they, they kind of use it the same way they always have. Right? Yes, exactly. And yeah. so the challenging part there for me, or the thing that's most difficult is I'm learning the basics. Okay, so I mean, I, I can draw squares and lines and you know, things like that. I, I, and I can get around the program. So I'm learning that portion of it, which is important, right? I mean, you have to learn the basics so I can do that now. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a few months into it, so I'm still pretty raw at it, but, uh, you know, you set me to a task and I can hit the same six different commands, you know, a hundred different times, just as fast as the next guy. But, um, (laughs) Uh, but with the the challenge that I have is that as I'm trying to work on this project is I'm trying to do it as a model. Okay. Or, or, you know, I've got, I've got a story and, um, you know, I have walls and there, there's heights to them and things like that. And, um, uh, you know, and so trying to do that, the, the problem is I have just no experience in trying and, and a lot of the learning materials out there they teach you tips and techniques and things like that but i haven't had any i can't find anybody who's like giving technical information about how to put together a set of freaking drawings yeah you know it's like oh yeah you can draw this you can model that but it's like How do you put together, you know, a a real set of drawings? What is the proper way to set up? (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, you know, what is the proper way to set up a default file, you know, so that you've got your layers and in Vectorworks, they use something called classes, which are like layers in AutoCAD. Uh, Layers, really, in Vectorworks are more like stories. So like, you know, the, the idea is, is that you have a layer and it's a story one. You know, layer two is really story two and you control every sets of things, uh, sort of. um, But you control everything else through what they call classes. So like the traditional drafting way is, you know, you put like all your doors on a layer, all your windows on a layer. Maybe they're on the same. You put walls on a layer. You put furniture on a layer in Vectorworks, The concept is it all basically goes on the same layer but you you have a door class you have a windows class you know you have a wall class
0: well they're just kind of smart right they're automatically on those things
3: yes exactly when you put in doors and windows if you're using the standard ones in the program they go to those classes and so the challenge for me is that in the firm i'm working for they're very 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 they only do production housing and they do it a certain way and they've been doing it this way forever and it works really well. I'm not doing a production housing project, so it's like I can't even like take their defaults and then start uh, using them, you know. So I'm I'm still like okay, open new file, starting from scratch. Yeah. And you you guys are
0: setting the standards.
3: I'm trying to set the standards. The problem is I don't have enough background or knowledge to even know what's the right standard to do. Well, the the bonus here is that no one else knows either. Uh, I I guess <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You know, so I I feel somewhat paralyzed when I try and do some of this stuff because I don't know if I'm doing it the right way or the wrong way or I'm doing something that's, you know, eventually going to cause me problems because I didn't do it a certain way or I don't know how to control. Like I'm trying to, you know, before I was trying to print uh, the floor plan. Right. Well, really, when I print, I don't give a shit about all those components. I really just kind of want to see the two outside lines and a fill in between. And it's like, how the do you do that?
0: Right, well, we had that problem with the Rabbit too, where we had decided originally to draw this project uh, accurate with a real block size. Uh huh. And then later on, it was decided to go back to nominal. Uh huh. And oh, what a nightmare!
2: Yeah,
3: Trying. how do
0: you do that? It was just like you're moving things three eighths of an inch. Oh, yeah. You know, oh. you're extending this wall three eighths, and you're pulling that one back. Through. Oh, yeah. See, that's not, sucked.
2: That's honestly not even worth it. <laughs> You know to, what, to what,
0: Well, then – and then somebody was like, well, let's just change the accuracy of the dimensions. Right. Well, that really effed everything oh, yeah
3: up. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and then the, the other thing that I'm struggling with is that um, – and I, I know there's ways to do this, or at least, at least I think there are ways. But this is one of my issues with BIM in general, and it may be just my lack of expertise on it. Um, but it's like, okay and, – and SketchUp is kind of like this too – It's like, okay, I can draw this block. I can put a sloped roof on it. Um, You know, but when it comes to like the elevation uh, of it, it's like, well, where the hell is the gutter? Yeah, and where's the you know where's the ridge beams or you know I mean if that's even being shown or something, it's like oh yeah we run into that and all none the of time. that it's like how do you draw all that? Well, shit? it's
0: because it's because everything's just kind of collapsed into a thing, right? So right. a roof assembly is beams plus insulation plus sheathing plus roofing material, right. and all you see is fascia texture and roofing texture. Right? right? No one's actually thinking of the actual assembly that it takes to accomplish that stupid thing. Right. And right. so when it actually comes time to detail it, and you look back at that SketchUp model, and that roof is 12 inches thick, and then all of a sudden, to make it actually work, it's 36 inches thick.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? It's like, yes. what happened? Well, and and my- how come the yeah. person who's designing this thing is not thinking like an architect?
3: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the other thing too is is like, you know, okay, we're talking BIM here, right? So it's like, okay, well, I can I can get the roof on, I can get the walls in, but suddenly I go shoot, you know, the left side elevation, right? Well, what if I've got stone a a stone's wainscot? Well. I just put the wall in with you know because of uh, you know part of it is stucco, the other part's brick. What the hell do I have to draw like one wall at four foot high, and then draw another wall that starts at four feet and goes up from there
2: to do it right? To do it right,
3: asinine shit,
2: but to but to do it (laughs) to do it right where when you cut a section through it. It actually looks uh-huh. exactly the way you're wanting it you to draw look. draw another four-foot
0: wall in front of yeah. your regular wall at the proper thickness of whatever the stone or the veneer is. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean. Oh, serious? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh. Doesn't
0: that make sense? So think about it this way.
2: Mm-hmm. Draw Instead it the way you build how it. how you used to draw
0: it, draw it the way it's actually built. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly yeah,
2: it. Yeah. Draw it the way you build it. <laughs>
0: Because then, then here's I, what I, love it, I struggle
3: with the, you know, how do I show the gutter? Okay, well, well, here's I got what this. I love about okay. BIM. Yeah.
0: is Okay, so I model stuff in Form Z or SketchUp or whatever. Uh-huh. When I go into Revit, I start over. And I force myself to think, how are they going to build this? Uh-huh. Instead of, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Or what problems am I going to solve? That's already done. I already solved the problems. I already oh. decided what it's gonna look like. I'm gonna refer back to that old model as a visual guide. But I'm oh. gonna start from scratch. I don't import that model. I don't use it as an underlay because mm-hmm. it's not accurate right. enough. And I start over and I say, okay, I start at the floor slab and I just like they're gonna build the building. Right. Right. And that's how you have to think about now, it. Me- and I actually really appreciate that.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That that workflow that we've developed is because it makes a lot of sense and it makes everybody on the team think in those terms. How are we going to build this?
2: And see, you know, and we had a lot of people, you know, is on my team, you know, I, I tend to get a lot of the, you know, hey, we just graduated kind of people. And they know Revit, but they don't know how to put things together. So they draw it so that it graphically looks right, yeah, but it's not... Built the way you know it's not drawn the way it's built, and then I had um, now I've got a, a more seasoned person. In fact, she's older than me, but you know we've got roughly about the same amount of years. She's from Argentina, and she is anal as all get out, and it is awesome because she actually will model it the way that she knows it needs to be built. And so you know, like if I take you know some of the new the Newbies and I cut a section through walls that they drew. And you're looking at it, and you're like, What the hell is this? I mean, you know, you've got things all over the place and it just doesn't make sense as a section. And then you uh-huh. take hers and you cut a section through it. And it may not have all the details of the flashing and stuff because you just don't draw those, you kind of draft those right. in. Right. Um, well, okay, that, that
3: leads to the next question. You draft but them keep, on top of it. Yeah. But, keep going. But,
2: we, but when you cut the section, the section looks like an actual section lacking a little bit of detail here and there that you're going to add in but it looks right everything is aligned you know you've got you know you your your head heights are right you know when you draw in your um your steel beams with your hung plate you know they're all in there and they're all right and you know you got all these different things that are there and because you are built you're building the model the way that you would actually, you know lay the block and swing the steel and all that other stuff, it looked right and then, wow. so then all I had to do is come in basically and actually what I did was I, you know so that's a great way of like, okay, print that out and now let's go ahead with a red pen and draw in all of the detail that we need to add in as part of, you know, to draft it up you know, mm-hmm. like the the sub sill for the stupid um, you know curtain wall or the uh aluminum windows and all that other stuff that aren't you know part of the standard package of things you know so you you're gonna draw all that stuff in you're gonna draw in the wood blocking because you know you're not you know it won't really draw any of that junk and so you do all these other things and so you're drafting that over the top of the actual section that you cut right and now you have your. so
3: you do that and that's just done in 2d yes yeah
2: yeah with components and things like that for revit and you know or just or just basic line work that's the basic way line it. work now what
0: because do you because you do? can't model all that stuff yeah. it gets uh-huh. way too heavy and complex and you got to yeah. adjust something later and and then you got to move a bunch of things or like a right, minuscule right. amount it doesn't make yeah. any sense
2: or you actually right. just have like you know you're st- okay if you want to do a, the graphic the what's the graphic standard for a weep hole is uh, x through your block you know Mm -hmm. you can't draw that i mean you can't model that and it won't graphically come out that way so you so what do you do you draw an x over your brick and that's it that's all you do
3: it's as simple as that right Um, Right. so what do you guys do then for details you just is that just all still 2d uh
4: yeah i mean well you're talking about like
0: revit you you do a little detail bubble, a call-out, yeah. it automatically creates a detailed view of that chunk, and then you draw over the top of it all the extra stuff you want in yeah. there, and you annotate it. Right. Yeah, uh,
2: that's exactly okay. it. Okay.
0: But you don't do all that stuff in the model. No. You don't draw the sill plate. You can't. You, you can't. You don't, you don't do any of that stuff. You just draw a wall. Right. Uh-huh. Right. You know, and, and your wall may, it should have the layer of 5 8 the 5 eighths mm-hmm. on the interior. Sure. And it'll have a half inch of plywood and, or whatever. It'll have the right. dense glass and the, the the stucco on the outside, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when you actually cut a, a wall section through there, those layers will show up. But then you'll go in and add in, you know, the anchor bolt and the footing and or, you know, anything you right. need to add to make it a real detail. You do that in just 2D uh-huh. where you need it because it's typical, right? Okay.
2: Yeah, because yeah, if you see like a, you know, like a structural model when they send, you know, the structural model over to us. Um, mm-hmm. there's no way that they can get all of the detail that's, you know, typically involved like an anchor bolt pattern and things like that. Yeah, and they don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Right? So they can't. you will actually see, you know, when you when you click on the sheets, you know, you look at the sheets and the sheets are, you know, they're they're polished. They're exactly what you want them to look like. But and you can click in, you know, you can activate that view, and you can go in, and you can click on that stuff, and you see that it's all drafted. It's all, you know, there isn't, you know, so it's just black and white lines, you know, there's there's no actual modeling of it. But it's over the model, you know, so they, yeah. they say that, you know, okay, I'm going to have, you know, this great beam at you know, X elevation and it's going to be this deep, this wide, this, that, you know, and it's going to be sitting over the pile caps and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. So you're going to do all of that stuff and they're going to model all of that, but it's just, it's, it's more or less just massing. Right. Right.
3: Right. Well, I just, you know, I'd like to have an opportunity where, you know, to work in a firm that does more that sort of way of doing it. Um, to kind of learn the ins and outs of how some of that goes because it's frustrating when you don't know it and you're just, you know, bumbling well, and struggling Well, you're trying to along. reinvent the wheel, right? I am. I'm trying to reinvent the wheel and nothing frustrates me more. But
2: why, um, okay, so why are you, if you're doing additions, you're doing, you know, small houses and stuff like that and it'll right. probably, you know, raise the dander on, on Evan, but why are you even using it? I mean, you have got that's a you have got a right. system down,
0: Well right, Because a, you got to use the BIM machine.
2: Well, you don't. Know, well, not, he doesn't okay. have to. <laughs> if he's generating all of the drawings, he can do whatever he wants. Well, but, that's true. So, yeah, I, I, but it's the newest thing.
3: <laughs> well, no, but, actually, but why you're Both you? right. No, no, you're both right, Cormac. You, you've got an excellent question. Why would you? And part of the reason is is because what Evan said, which is the BIM machine, but it's, it's quite honestly, it's what people expect. But your clients. And little things like that. With, but yeah, any client, if I, about, Well, the problem is I only got one a year, right? But so if how you do have I turn a one a year that, into four or five or six a year so I can actually make a living doing this is that I need to be able to show them you know, a 3D model of looking at the house I'm proposing, right? Yeah, it's but the old the, You know, if I go in and even if I can sketch as beautifully as, which I can't, but you know, the the Turn Tant's crew, oh my God, McAlpin Tankersley. McAlpin yeah. Tankersley, yeah. I mean, even if I could sketch that well, um, you know, I mean, actually, the perspective on that page is beautiful. Um, I don't know if I did it enough. I could do stuff like that. I, I mean, I can sketch like that, but um, you know, at some point in time, people expect to see the model stuff. I mean, I'm getting do, do, I get shit do, back from this particular client done in SketchUp. The guy actually drew the whole floor plan in SketchUp and dimensioned it for me. Yeah, and, and if it's if like you're not doing and that, if you- I'm not doing that, why the <laughs> fuck is he paying me? Okay. Yeah, but see, you know. part of it is you're both right. Why am I doing it? Well, I'm doing it to attract more clients, and it's what my clients are beginning to expect.
2: Well, you seem to have a little bit more um, sophisticated client. You know, I mean, I've got a friend who
3: actually, he's. Well, I do live in, you know, Stone's Throw from Silicon Valley. Well, but I mean, you know. There is that.
2: I've got a guy who, you know, did George Foreman's house in Virginia, and, Uh you know, does all of these, like, McMansions and things like that, you know, and he will only do things in CAD. He doesn't need Mm -hmm. to, he, even though they're expecting, and and he'll do, you know, some sketches and stuff like that, you know, some perspectives, he'll probably, you know, he'll probably pay somebody in the office to get a little bit of extra time to, you know, earn a little extra money and do, like, maybe a SketchUp model. Um, Mm -hmm. But he he basically tells them that you, you honestly don't need all of this stuff to, to really get what you want done. I mean, we can just do it the good old-fashioned way of, you know, I, I don't know how I, I mean, we really didn't need to do all of the stuff that we did for the, all of the, you know, residential clients that we had, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day. We gave them a little bit more because that was just how we wanted to present ourselves. We wanted right. the watercolors. Right. You know, right. we wanted to present so that when we did our little, you know, monograph of work, that each, you know, house or each, you know, development or whatever would start off with a watercolor and, st- you know, basically start off with the process, and then right. go into the the finished product. But that was just us, and we were anal, and we lost money doing all of that. <laughs> you know, but if you're just trying to streamline yourself why reinvent the wheel why do anything more than what you already know and are can just crank that stuff out and get it out there you know and if you're you know wanting to give them a 3d model just do basically just do it in sketchup because sketchup's quick and easy you know you can add all of the textures you can make it look like you know a revit model in in essence i mean the, the way that it's come along you know, you could right. you can produce the same visuals, right? But right. it well, but I have to, it's a, so learn dumb.
3: SketchUp. right? I guess the the part of um, wanting to go this way is um, a after all the years that I've spent doing CAD work, where it's like if we move a window, right? And okay, well, that window shows up on the bi- base of the roof plan. It shows up here, it shows up there. And when none of this shit is tied, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, it's like, I gotta go. And, and you now, granted, we're talking production housing here, right? So it's like, okay, here's a side window on a house. It doesn't change from A to B to C, but yet, Every single elevation out of my 12 elevations and, you know, four sides and rears for each one, start doing the math. I go, I have to go move this window like 40 f- times, right? <laughs> because, and it's like, okay, this is f- stupid. It's like the computer can do this. So that's part of my. Thought It's like, you know what? I'm tired of doing things multiple times when I know there's tools out there. And if I could just figure out how to use them well enough that I got to move, I move it once. And that's the but value then, of Revit. But all this, well, yeah, that's the value, right? And so the value here is that I can take this model. And the reason I, I'm not trying to go, you know, because, well, when I did the one project that's, you know, really nice, that's on my website. I did. I hired a friend of mine to actually build this, build a SketchUp model for me. And we animated it and everything. I mean, he was out of work. He didn't charge me much uh, to do it, right? Um, and it was really cool. But the problem is the project continued to change. And he got busy and... Suddenly, okay, well, now this model's just static and you throw it away, and I can't re, you know, I don't want to have to recreate it just because we've made some changes. So, my frustration is I don't want to have to to take the model and do what you're saying, Evan, throw it away and start over again. You know, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the budgets. I'm working with budgets of like $2,000 to do a set of construction drawings for for an addition you know, or something. I don't have the time to sit there and redraw it all over again or to create. Now what the technique, I didn't know you could do something like that. And I'm sure there's, uh, you know, faults to that too, but, um, you know, but, but it's like, I want to be able to draw it once in one, hopefully one program that can give me, you know, a decent white model rendering and then if the client decides to move some doors or windows or whatever, yeah, well we move them. And it's like, yeah, just go back to the snapshot of the rendering and re-render it and it's there. It's done, right? Yeah. But yeah. that introduces all kinds of other issues about like, how do I freaking get my gutters on? Or how do I get my exterior materials to be where I want them to be?
0: You either model it or you draw it in the details.
3: All right. I'm hanging up on you fools. All right. All we'll right. See you guys. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye.